folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now. Wow. Wow. We wow. are we are trackside at Silverstone and qualifying has just finished. A very happy Oscar Piastri is on the big screen. Christian, we've got breaking McLaren news. The breaking news from Silverstone is Lando P2, Oscar P3. That is absolutely astonishing. And there are only two tenths Lando and three tenths Oscar behind the inevitable pole sitter, Max, Max Verstappen. It's one of the surprises of the season. It's massive. The best bit about it for me is that all day here during qualifying, me and Greg have been getting so excited about McLaren. That We've been cheer, jumping. by the way, is for Lando on the big screen. <laughs> We've been jumping up and down, really excited, and Christian's gone, calm down, guys. It's early days, it's early days. But they've done it. Well, it's not early days now. It, you don't get any points for Saturday, is what the drivers will say to you. <laughs> the points are given out on Sunday. So it's still too early to get too excited. <laughs> yes. Because these guys, yeah, this is nice. They'll have a lovely evening. But race day's tomorrow. But listen, it is a fantastic result for McLaren. A team that have had such a difficult start to the season. So many difficult moments. Their drivers have been positive and fantastic and worked hard throughout everyone at McLaren has knuckled down and what this does show is the team's heading in the right direction it's it's a it's a real morale boosting Saturday for for McLaren and hello to any new listeners who have joined us this is a Formula One podcast hosted by Betty Glover Christian Hugill and me as the team principal and this is our first school outing and so far so great oh my god what a day <laughs> it's amazing because we've just heard the huge cheers for Lando Norris, he's obviously a, you know, a superstar in the making. We all know Lando Norris is capable of winning Grand Prix. Uh, uh, by the way, oh, hello. This is, who are those guys? This is the Brad Pitt <laughs> film. Oh, that's Brad Pitt. They wow. are the Brad Pitt cars that's going the Ape- past. A- Apex. Apex, that's what they're called, yeah. isn't it? So we've got Hollywood filming going on in the track, but just to finish what I was saying, there's so many points that yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh, I, let's get back to the points. No, I, I literally don't care. We're here for the F1. We see how well Lando's doing. We know he's a, a star of the future. We know he'll win Grand Prix. But Oscar in his first season is just doing exceptionally. To be three-tenths off Max Verstappen at the British Grand Prix, having had the start of the season McLaren have had, it's exceptional, and I am far more bothered about that than Brad Pitt, unashamedly. Do you think that Christian Horner and the Red Bull team will be a bit Ooh. spooked by that? No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Not even in the slightest? No. Not that they're quite close to Red Bull? No. But what about hmm. Checo, then? Because he didn't have a great time out there. Once again, it is another Q1 exit for Sergio Perez, and this is why I keep saying on the podcast, I don't believe that Red Bull will win every race this season, because... Sergio keeps failing to get out of Q1 and he will start 16th on the grid. He has missed five consecutive qualifying threes. He's not started in the top 10 for five consecutive races wow. in comfortably the quickest car on the grid. When this run started weeks ago on the pod, you said to me, is Checo under pressure? And I was like, well, it's a bit too early. The answer to that question now is huge pressure mentally for him it must be so challenging though is that like that do you reckon that's the hardest sort of second seat to be in oh it's comfortably the hardest second seat to be in yeah and not just this season in recent f1 history we're seeing i say this every week at the moment we're seeing max like basically unbeatable 
he, no matter what conditions, no matter what chaos is going on, Max is never affected. He's as close to unbeatable as it's possible to be at the moment. And mentally, but, for Checo, but, that must be so hard. Yeah, Checo doesn't need to be beating him. Checo no. needs to be getting close to him. He needs, I mean, to not be getting out of Q3. Uh, you know, Red Bull, history tells us, are short with their drivers. They don't let them make mistakes for long. So this is the point where surely Red Bull are starting to think, Checo, you've got to get your act together because otherwise, yes, he's got a contract for next year, but they've got other options. Oh, well, that is, that is breaking track news. Amazing from, qualifying from session. The from the track, look. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt again. <laughs> In the Brad, Hi, Brad. In Brad Pitt in the Brad Pitts. No. In they're the in F2 cars, the aren't they? That's why it's popping. So yeah, they're much. F2 cars. Yeah. Bang on. Yeah, they're not real F1 cars. They're the F2 version. But yeah, a, a, an amazing qualifying session. What you know, everyone will be buzzing here at Silverstone for tomorrow. It makes it a fascinating Grand Prix with McLaren two and three. Oh, oh, and as well, Alex Albon in the Williams again in Q3. Logan Sargent into Q2. Ah, o- other good so stuff for Williams as well. Amazing. So exciting, but we've also had a really good day so far. So this is actually the latter part of our day, isn't it? We stood in the sunshine at the side of the track. But before this, we were on a stage at Silverstone. <laughs> Me and Christian are doing too many stages at this rate, aren't we? But here we go. We were on another stage with Greg. Yeah, our first ever live podcast. And you know what? People showed up. People came to watch. If you're listening to this and did, thank you. We really appreciate it. And this is just a little bit of what happened. <laughs> I've just seen there's someone in the front row who was holding up their phone, which had an episode of our podcast on it. <laughs> really? You don't need to listen to it. It's happening now in front of, in front of your eyes and ears. What it's episode was it? Yesterday's. Yesterday's. Great. Good. Well, here we are at Silverstone. This is fun, and the rain stopped, and we've got got so people have actually turned up, which is nice. People. This was my sort of dream, I sort of worry that people just wouldn't turn up and we'd be sat here completely on our own with nobody interested. So thank you for coming. Genuinely, it's really nice of you, especially as it takes five hours to get anywhere in Silverstone because it's the size of a small continent. The big thing as well is that everybody is head to toe in merchandise or clobber. Like Greg, Greg's jumped on the bandwagon today with his lovely hat. Do you like my Lando Norris hat? There's, a, there's quite a few Lando Bucket hats in the crowd, actually. This is good. <laughs> Just a quick, a quick cheer. Who's actually listened to the podcast? <laughs> That's really quite cool, s- isn't it? It's really silly. That's really cool. Because genuinely, I mean, when I started it with these two here, I just thought, well, I don't know if it's going to work. But no. they're quite good, really, aren't they, these two? Thanks. You sort of had to say that, yeah, though, didn't you? It would have been awkward if you hadn't, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> Why do you love Silverstone so much, then? Talk us through your first time you ever came here, Christian. I've realised that the first ever time I came here for a Grand Prix was 20 years ago this weekend. It's a special atmosphere because not all places on the F1 calendar have fans that are so passionate. Like F1 rocks into Miami and it's amazing, but there's a lot of people there who just live in Miami and are there because it's there. Whereas no one's just here. Silverstone's in the middle of nowhere in a field. Everyone here has made a real effort to be here. One of the people that really got you into the sport though, Christian, is your dad. And if anyone has listened to the Fast and the Curious before, you'll have heard Christian kind of talk about his dad, Chris. He is a bit of a legend. The the podcast wouldn't have happened without dad because he had quite an important role in me being born, from what I understand. Can we get him on? If you want to, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my dad, Chris. 
Chris, when did you realise that you wanted to raise a full-on F1 nerd? Um, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't? No. It was a bit of an accident, really. I, I was into motorsport generally, both four wheels and two wheels. Been following Formula One ooh, since late 60s, early 70s. Watched it, watched it, talked about it. And became the geek he is. <laughs> but also, he was a pretty decent young driver, wasn't he? And used to take him around and watch him from the sidelines. And Be very careful with your answer. <laughs> was, he, was he decent? Because he talks about his karting a lot. Was he, he any good? To be fair, he underplays his karting ability. He was, he was reasonably good. He was reasonably, reasonably good. good. But uh, I think he's chosen the right path in talking about it. Right? I was better at those who can do, those that can't talk about it. I was better at, I was better at talking about it, yeah. Uh, what, what do you make of, of Christian's... I mean, he, people, are, people are such big fans of him now because of the podcast. <laughs> what, what, do you make, what do you make of this, this career he's, he's, he's forging? He, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but, I mean, a bit of a funny story. When he was at school, one of his teachers uh, obviously distracted everybody. One of his teachers was heard to say... Shut up, Christian. You'll never make a, a career out of talking. <laughs> I had a go, and I didn't think ever this would happen, so uh, I wouldn't do any of this without you, so thank you. I appreciate it. You're more than welcome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he was very, very nervous about this, and we're very grateful for him coming on. My dad, Chris. Thank you, Chris. There is a very special Fast and Curious um, member in the audience that we want to introduce you all to. Oh, yeah. Uh, producer Jimmy is in the crowd. It's not him that I'm talking about, though. It is Bye. Kat, who is getting married. Yes. And she is on her Hindu at Silverstone. Kat, give us a wave. Give us a wave. There she is. They're in their pink suits. What a place for a Hindu. Give them a round of applause. And can and we have an even bigger round of applause for our producer, who, as you can probably tell, does an amazing <laughs> job at editing out all the bad bits. Yeah. It's Jimmy. Producer Jimmy, everyone. Producer Jimmy. Oh. Jimmy, can you hear us? I can. <laughs> um, you might remember, if you have listened to the podcast for a while, that we did a thing called the F1 phone-in. From Greg's garden. Um, from the garden. Where the four of us just had kind of people joining in the chat, giving F1 opinions, thoughts, feelings. One of the people that was part of that was a lovely lady called Robin. And she was telling us about the Hindu on the podcast. Has everything gone to plan, Robin? Absolutely. I mean, it's been a bit overwhelming. Uh, we've had some ups. We've had lots of ups. No downs, really, have we? We, um... We've kissed Charles Leclerc lots. What? 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 You've done what? How, what does that mean? Well, uh, on a board. He's, he wasn't real. Oh. oh. So something quite funny happened in that we were going to have Kat come up on stage in the same way that Chris just did. But the producers behind this stage said to me before, do you think, do you think they'll have been drinking? <laughs> yes. Just for the benefit of everyone listening, she has just held up a bladder of wine. <laughs> So, so I think the producers made a good call to not let her on the stage. But that doesn't mean we can't speak to her. Kat, come over here. But congratulations more than anything. So what, what have you been up to? Are you in? Have you got tickets for the grandstand? Have you been watching any of the stuff on the track? Um, we're in Copsey. Um, we have been watching, but we have been at the tent drinking quite a lot. We've had a great weekend. Had a lovely time. Because yeah. obviously people can't see you that are listening to this. You're dressed as a pit crew with inflatable tyres. Oh my 
Oh, so my God. There is a disco ball helmet. Put it on, Jimmy. I, I can't put this yes, on. Yes, you can. Jimmy, who wants to see Jimmy put the helmet on? Yes, Jimmy! Oh. <laughs> oh. It's a racing helmet with a, with a veil on it. Right, I, I think they've done enough damage to me. Um, should we do a few listener questions while I'm out here? Yeah, yeah okay. Let's do it. Has anyone got an F1 question or, or I mean, F1 or life or anything? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell question. you what, Jimmy, should we, one more time, our Hendu, ladies and gentlemen, right, give them a round of applause. Let's go to that lady down there, stripy yeah. shirt. They have to touch Jimmy's sparkly helmet while talking to him. Yeah. Stroke the helmet. How does it feel? It's sparkly. It's quite strange, actually. Hi, I'm Amy, and I'm here with my dad. I've bought my dad his first ever Grand Prix. He's nearly 70. Oh, so. my God, that's amazing. Oh, give a round of applause. Yeah. Who yeah. is your, who, if any driver from history, would you want to drive with and why? So mine's Jensen Button. I love Jensen Button. 2009 was one of the best years of my life watching Braun GP win. I actually met Jensen Button the other day, and I cried because I was just oh. so excited. So... Who would you drive with from history and why? Well, mine's, mine's the same as yours. Mine's Jensen. Yeah. I, I loved oh, him back legend. in the day. As a kid, I was like, this guy's amazing. Well, oh, give, us I, a, give us a different answer. I would have said Jensen, but so I'm not going to. I'm going to say James Hunt. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, James Hunt. Yeah. Wow. For, for newer fans of F1, <laughs> an absolute British legend who was the proper epitome of the 70s rock and roll racing driver. Uh, I would like to, this is a really boring answer, so I apologise to everyone, but Lewis Hamilton, you've got to drive with Lewis Hamilton. And I want to meet his dog as well, so that would that be Roscoe! Fun. Big Roscoe. Yeah, has anyone seen Roscoe this weekend? He's here, he's, he's here. here. But he's did you see him, around. he sort of went into the paddock, didn't he? Yeah. No. yeah. I've seen Brad Pitt, but I haven't seen Roscoe. Yeah, let's talk more about that, maybe. I still want you to do your Toto Wolf impression. He's trying to move it on, isn't he? Would anyone like to hear cool. Greg's Toto Wolf impression? <laughs> It's just a mildly offensive sort of Austrian accent. It's not, you know... Well, um, Toto, what do you rate of your chances this weekend? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, he I loves feel, doing it on the pod. I feel self-conscious in front of everyone now. I think, look at all the Mercedes hats. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> even, even Checo says the car is fucked. <laughs> What's the time, Toto Wolf? <laughs> it's racing time. <laughs> It's time to get a podium. Yeah. Let's uh, get so another on. question in. Does anyone have a question? <laughs> Jimmy. You direct me. Okay, in the helmet. Um, right, come around. And don't forget to touch the helmet. Uh, He's gone to the back. There's a man in a McLaren shirt. What's your name? I'm, my name's Jordan, and I come from South Wales. If you were locked in into a pub with one current F1 driver, who would it be? If it's just a relaxing drink, Fernando Alonso. Imagine yeah. the stories. The guy's got, he's so wise. He's, he's been around the world a million times. He knows everything about everything. Great, great shout. I'll therefore go for someone different because I was considering Fernando. George Russell. George is so sweet. He, he's a real gentleman. And I've got a feeling he'd pick up the bill at the end of the night as well. So George Russell. He's a gentleman, George. He'd be on the gin and slims, wouldn't he? He would be on the gin and slims. He'd be wearing some slim. nice chinos. I'll go Lewis then because we haven't said Lewis yet. Yeah, so nice. I'll get locked in a pub with Lewis. That'll be fun. Please. At least, someone! <laughs> Something's about to happen on the circuit, isn't it? Something is about to happen. So, it's yeah. a small thing called qualifying. Who's excited for qualifying? Right, stop wasting your time with us, idiots. Go and watch the actual qualifying. And thank you so much for coming to see us on this stage today. Thanks, guys. It's been we've really been, fun. We've been the Fast and the Curious. Enjoy the British Grand Prix. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye! Bye. Cheers! <laughs> 
Well, there you go. Those are the highlights of us encouraging drinking and uh, swearing in front of a load of eight-year-olds, essentially. Yeah, you're, not ideal. You're listening to The Fast and the Curious. <laughs> but essentially, a wonderful afternoon. Thanks to everyone that came out to see us. The rain, We just missed the rain as well. And I had a really nice time. Did your dad enjoy it? Oh, dad loved it. And we, we never thought we'd be in that position uh, 20 years ago when we went to our first race together. So he loved it. We made, we made an old man very happy. And your dad was also very pleased as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I asked for that. I deserved that. Dad will that enjoy that coming. listening to that. Yeah. But what was really, <laughs> what was really nice was seeing all the potential Christian Hugels of the future, which is simultaneously exciting and terrifying. Scary stuff. That there are a lot of you, Christian. I've seen Sorry, so many just of you. For some clarification, why terrifying? Well, because. <laughs> More than one of you is an overwhelming idea. Again, just to clarify further, why is that? I don't Let's change the subject. Okay, fine. Night is about to fall on Silverstone on qualifying day, the Saturday evening. The paddock, which we've just left, is, uh, is, is quiet. There's just a few people milling around, uh, tidying stuff up. They've put the covers over the cars. They've closed the garages. But before they closed the garages and the circuit... We jumped on it. We broke in. We broke in. We climbed through the fencing, through the little like gap in the fence, had to jump down onto the track. And what did we do, Christian? We kissed it, Anne. We kissed it, <laughs> Anne. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we had someone on called Anne who was talking about... The Canadian Grand Prix. The Canadian Grand Prix. Canadian Grand Prix. I'm slightly uh, confused after a very busy day here. Why did kissing the track become a thing? Because at most Grand Prix around the world, when you finish the race, they open up the right. gates and you're allowed onto the track as fans for a little bit of a walk on the track afterwards. And, and Anne was saying that some people kiss the track. No, no, no. No, 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 that was us. I <laughs> just said that. <laughs> oh. Because, you know, with football pitches, like when people go on the football oh, pitch, they kiss yeah. the grass or yeah. whatever. So I was like, well, do they do that in Formula One? Did you kiss it, Anne? Right. We didn't manage to hunt the apex, sadly. No. I drew a line at that, if I'm <laughs> honest with you. I don't want to be sectioned. <laughs> We've been hanging out at the McLaren motorhome today because we're a bunch of massive knobs now. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a lovely atmosphere in the building with Zach Brown and his whole team having dinner. And then the drivers walked in and they were all smiles. And it was very exciting and to see, wasn't it? And I passed... Lando on the stairs of the McLaren Hospitality Centre just said to him, well done, mate. And he went, oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Big smile on his face, beaming smile. And as we were breaking onto the circuit, who did we bump into going for a wee slash dump? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Our friend from uh, an earlier episode when we were in the garden, Randy, who was your... What do you do? What do you do, guest? He yeah. was our secret guest, and he is one of the strategists for McLaren. He's the chief He's the chief, yeah, he's the lead, he's right. the big dog. He's still one of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. still part of the team, and he's a very lovely man. He doesn't give off the energy of someone who's high and mighty. He's a lovely Delightful bloke. Delightful man. And uh, was, was telling us all the things about tomorrow all that we can't sorts. say. He gave us top secret information. Yeah, which I'm going to go and sell to Toto. Yeah, but the, the best Wearing your McLaren hat, are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's authentic. Yeah, I'll go, look, I've got the hat on. McLaren just told me that... 
who is this man and why is he bothering me? <laughs> but um, Randy was in good spirits, but he was uh, sort of slightly nervous because they've got you know a big job tomorrow. They, yeah. They're they're ahead, aren't they? To work, work where they probably thought uh, they would be, and they've got to live up to that, I guess, a bit. As I said earlier, there are no points on Saturday and it does put a little bit of pressure on a team because you enjoy the result. As we said, there are big smiles, but then it's like, right, we need to carry it through. We've only done, well, not even half the job. So, yeah, as soon as the celebrations are over, that was a great qualifying, then the pressure arrives, such as Formula One. I think for someone like Oscar, though, it's such a massive confidence boost for him, isn't it? I think it's important to let it be a confidence boost. It depends how the drivers approach it mentally. I think a really healthy attitude for a driver with a day like this is, listen, nobody can take Saturday away from me. I was quick. Even if it does go wrong on Sunday, that was a really good thing for me. Also, there are lots of casual Formula One fans who will just tune into the British Grand Prix because it's the British Grand Prix and I always watch the British Grand Prix. They'll see Oscar Piastri starting third on the grid and go, who who's is this guy? This? He's, he's a, he seems like he's not messing around. I say this a lot on this podcast. That kid is special. Oscar Piastri will win Grand Prix. He is really, really quick. And performances like that summarise it. And when he does win his first races, people will look back on sessions like that and say, yeah, that was a key little moment. Well, I think you're a key little moment. Thank you, Greg. It, I think. And we're going to go to bed now. Yeah, we I'm, need to I go am to tired. Bed. I'm having a great time, also, but I am tired. we're all stood here wearing McLaren bucket hats, and we look, mm. <laughs> quite frankly, ridiculous. I'm sorry. So I think it's time to go to bed. When we left the paddock, Lando Norris was wearing his McLaren bucket cap. If it's good enough for Lando, it's good enough for me. Thank well, you, you very much. you've still got the tag hanging out the back of yours. I know, because I was fixing it before the podcast recording, and apparently this takes pr- priority. So, yeah, I'll fix my tag. You guys join us for the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the British Grand Prix. We'll speak to you soon. 